What is phase two? New day is done. The day of the Power Cosmic Podcast. Gathered from around the galaxy comes the world's greatest comic book fans, all in one terrific podcast. It's the Power Cosmic Podcast. With your host with the most, the man who puts on Terrific Con, the world's greatest Comic Con every August at the Mohegan Sun in Uncasville, Connecticut, Mitch Halleck. Joining Mitch each week will be an assembly of his terrific super friends. Join them as they talk about comic books, movies, and more. It's the Power Cosmic Podcast. Power Cosmic Podcast. Hey everybody, it's your old pal Mitch Halleck, producer of Terrific Con. Hope everyone's doing well considering the situations out there. Yes, I'm not going to sugarcoat it for you. It basically sucks right now. Uh, well, there's nothing we could do about it except do what they tell us to do, which is, you know, wash your hands, stay away from some folks, and, you know, do the best you can. But what you really have to remember is stay calm. Everything's going to get better. It, this might take a while, but in the meantime, don't panic. I just see some people starting to get a little crazy out there already. Toilet paper, canned foods, all that stuff. It's going to keep coming. They haven't stopped making cows. and They're still going to be making hamburger and steak and all that stuff. And plants keep growing, so they'll have vegetables and the rest of it back on the shelf. So until that time, just stay calm. And with the toilet paper thing, I don't even know what that's about, but... You know, worst comes to worst, I got a stack of those Marvel New Universe comics in the basement. I'm sure that Star Brand would make some really good substitute for toilet paper. But today, it is what it is, and we're going to see you in the summer. We'll be back at Terrificon, August 14th to the 16th. Bunch of guests, bunch of great exhibitors, comic books, artists, writers, actors, you know it. It'll all be there. I know when you watch the news, you sit there and you get a little down because bad situations do bring out the worst in people. But remember this, good people shine even brighter in bad situations. And so try to shine on, will you? All right, be terrific, and I'll see you soon. Now we're going to listen to my old friend Paul Kupperberg talk about everything you wanted to know about being a comic book writer. It's in his brand new book that's part of his Kickstarter program that starts this Friday, March, I'm sorry, this Thursday, March 19th. You could be part of it, help Paul raise some money and get this book made, and you'll be glad you did. And, you know, Paul's been doing this for 45 years, writing them funny books. So you're going to hear him and I talk about it, and at the end we have a little bit more fun just shooting the, shooting the shit, as they say, as we normally do. But... Listen to Paul and I for the next hour or so, and again, I'll see you soon. Thanks. Today, March 12th. Today is March 12th, and you are here. Actually, it's me. I'll aim it this way, so we'll get it'll get it like this. It's yeah. weird how it works. Like, hello, hello, hey, testing. Hello. One, two, three. Yes. It's not Jerry Ordway today. Actually, you could be Jerry. Would you like to be Jerry? No, I've I've been you Jerry, like Jerry Ordway. I do like Jerry. Jerry's a swell fellow. No, Jerry Lewis. Jerry Lewis, no, I meant Jerry Ordway, who was also a fine comedian. In the SNS dugout in Southport. I bet if you bang on the table like that, I do that all the time. uh, It does, and Ordway yells at me because he goes, "You realize when I'm on the radio too, Mm -hmm. that guy hates it because he's got the headphones on, and I sit there." You are going to edit this thing, right? No. Oh shit. shit. So anyway, I do that, and they go, "Stop tapping! It sounds like thunder in here." But that's why I'm not on Chaz and AJ anymore because I pissed them off. Anyway. Go ahead, Paul. Oh, hello. Hello. And I am here, not because I'm going to talk about comic books, but I'm going to talk about how to write comics with someone who's done a lot of writing comics over the years. I've written a few. Many years. In fact, over four, almost five decades. It's 40, it will be on April 3rd of this year, it will be uh, 45 years since I made my first For a published book. My first sale. Published story. Sale. That was my first sale to to Nick Cuddy. 
Yeah. Uh, I was an editor at uh, Charlton Comics, yeah. and he bought my first stories, and I got the uh, the acceptance letter was dated April 3rd, 1975, so that's what I consider my professional anniversary. Well, the happy anniversary to you, Thank Paul. You. You've gone, you've, how many... Pulitzer Prizes. I mean, I've got the Pulitzer. Yeah. I've got a Nobel in there somewhere. You've got a Reader's Digest. Uh, a, well, I'm 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 most unforgettable felon. I think you've won Publishers Clearinghouse a couple of times, I, right? Ed no, McMahon I, came I, to your house. I won Ed McMahon, but that's yeah. an ugly story. Or Dick Clark's liver. Don't, don't talk about. Anyway, um, you're all dead. You know it hurts me, so don't bring those right. things. No, up. but you've been here before, actually. But I, after a, a beautiful lunch, I had a potato pancake, a potato. As we say, potato. My wife hates when I say that. Like say potato, enunciate, a potato. Anyway, it's a visual medium. Yeah, no, I know. It's, I know, it's, it's I know. just like being interviewed by J. Fred Monk. Hey, the monkey. It's a monkey. That's oh, what I'm talking no. about. What about the guy that ran the show? He killed himself. Dave Garraway? Dave Garraway. Yeah, because it's a fucking monkey. He said goodbye. Let's get on with it. This is peace. Peace. Is that what he used to do? Yes. Anyway. The reason why we're here is Paul's got a brand new Kickstarter starting up. When is that Kickstarter? Uh, hopefully, we are going to get it Kickstarted uh, Friday, uh, April nineteenth. Oh, so you got a good couple weeks to prepare for this? Well, a good week. Yeah. Well, it's not a week. Today's only the twelfth. You said April. March. I'm sorry. March. Yeah. March. I'm like, okay, that's. March. I'm getting week. ahead of myself. I will put this on this week, so they have a ramp up time Excellent. to do that. All right. And it's a Kickstarter, and what this book is, which I just looked through. It is Paul Kupperberg's Illustrated Guide to Writing a Comic Book. Everything you need to know about writing comic books is in this book. A child of seven can plainly see (laughs) this book. That's Johnny Carson bits. Johnny's been dead for 50 years. No. No, but it says right there, step by step from plot to art. Yes. Forward by Joe Staten. That's right. And you're Seriously. going to use your own experience, and you're going to tell the reader or aspiring comic book writer how they get their ideas, and you're going to walk them through this. This is like is it? Yeah, this a how-to is, guide. If I was at the, what do you call it? The Home Depot. The Home Depot. They have those books in front where you go and buy, right. like, how if to you build a bookcase. Like, yeah. How to build a bookcase, how to make a kitchen, yeah. how to finish your bathroom, how to write comic books. This, this is that book. right in there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, this have is, you ever it, taught I'm this? I'm going to sell so many copies. No, no, seriously. Have you um, ever taught this in a classroom? I actually situation? did teach uh, based on this yeah. uh, on this book. I taught for one semester at uh, Norwalk Community College. Whoa! Um, and um, so you know, it's it's a uh, a proven method. Are people more interested on how to write the story or how to draw it? Well, I don't I'm talk the art I, guy. I so. don't talk about art really. About drawing, um, I talk about how the writer needs to prepare the manuscript for the artist and for uh, you know like the letterer it's not just um, I was watching oh okay it's not just um, me giving advice either I I have um, a bunch of advice no speaking of that I mean do you have first you come up with the idea right well yeah again it starts it starts really from the basic it starts from how you not how to come up? Well, yeah, it's how to come up with ideas. Yeah, it's yeah, how yeah. to. It's a, a way of thinking to 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 make ideas come alive. Conceptually, to, can yeah. anyone do this seriously? Because no. I've been told that people are like you know it's not that easy. It's not that easy, and I don't think anybody can teach you how to write. I think yeah. if you know how to write, you can be taught how to write better. So what if you're just a good storyteller? Like I mean, when I say storyteller, like someone who the art of storytelling. Like we sit here and we BS before, right? You tell me a story that happened to you. I tell a story. I think everybody can do that. I mean, even yeah. cavemen around a fire yeah. could tell a story. Yeah. Well, it's a but discipline to take. It's a discipline to take all of that to get paid stuff. for it. Well, to get paid for it is is a beautiful thing. Yeah. I mean, you know, imagine yeah. that you, you get to make up you know stuff and 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 you know fulfill your fantasies. On no, paper. but when, when, your first professional job is forty five years ago. But prior to that, when you went to school. Right. Which I assume you did. Well, I was... You had no choice. Yes, I went to school. I was. Did actually, you have a pension at, for writing? Were you yes, talented as a I, kid? The teacher said, this kid's going to be a writer. There was a... I, I always wrote, and when I finally started... The, the first time I ever wrote anything that anybody ever saw, right. that anybody ever read, was for fanzines. Okay. Around 1971 or so. Um, and that was the first time I got confidence that, you know... First, I just did it out of need, because, hmm. you know, who else was going to yeah, do yeah, this yeah. stuff? 
Um, and then it just gave me the confidence to continue it. But and did you have school, other people besides relatives? Because your mother yes. doesn't count. They're always going to tell you the greatest they, thing. I don't think I showed stuff. What no? I wrote to my to my parents or my you know certainly not my siblings. Um, <laughs> so people you didn't know who could say this sucks, right. Or this is great, actually. Yeah, because you want feedback. Well, yeah, but you yeah. want honest feedback, and right. family honest doesn't feedback. give it to you. Yeah. Um, but I did have a, um, a, a creative writing teacher in mm-hmm. high school, mm-hmm. uh, Mr. Bernard Campolo, who was uh, uh, the first guy to say say to me, "You can write." Okay. And you know, after that, it was like. And you put the ditch digging career behind I said, you. you know said, what? This is what I'm going to heck with the plumbing thing. Yeah. And by the yeah. way, mistake. Yeah. Um. But uh, <laughs> yeah. And then you went to college. You took English to college, major. I was an English major. Um, well, I'm saying they taught you how to write. Hence, you're writing this book. Is there a difference between writing a comic book than writing a novel? Sure. Or writing a screenplay? There's a difference. Everything. The, yeah, everything. There are different challenges because you're writing. A, you have different needs for different formats. Yeah. Writing a short story is different from writing a novel. From writing a screenplay, comic books and screenplays are not. Equal, really? Yeah, because but they're both visual. They're, they're both visual, but they're they're visual very different. Comic books are snapshots; they're they're individual panels, snap, snap, snap. They're static, static. You have to know how to write, how, which image to pick, to represent what you're trying to okay, say to so move the story forward. Okay, so in this book, as opposed to a film, yeah. which you have, like you know, a punch in a comic book, yeah. one panel, yeah. you see a fist. You yeah. see the reaction, right. you see the impact, you see right. the sound effect. Your brain has to put it together. In the movie, you could see that. You're seeing the guy haul off from down here and swing up and pop. you see the whole thing. Yeah. So you have to know what moment to pick. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go through this chapter by this. So we just said chapter one. I'm going to go through this whole book. What's the big idea? And that could be anything. Right, and that's where you sit down and you say, you know, um, I really, you can break any story down to boy meets girl. Okay. Boy loses right. girl, boy gets girl. Again, if I'm writing for comics, which, which this book is about, do I have to parse, parse it out? Like I know like how many, boy meets girl. Don't, don't I have to know who boy is first? Do I have to know who girl is? Do I have to do the situation that brings them together? Where does it go from there? I mean, yes. I'm just as a person who's never written a comic book, this is overwhelming already, and we haven't typed one word yet. Because where do I limit myself? How do I start? I mean, it seems like telling somebody's life story. Do you start when they're in the crib? Do you start when they? You find a, you find a dramatic moment. You find if you're, okay. if you're telling you know. Uh, you, you should always come into a scene as late as possible. You don't want to. Really? What do you mean by well, that? What do you mean instead by of that? having. Um, so, boy meets girl, you don't talk about his growing up in the Iowa painting fences. Well, you do eventually, yeah. but you don't start with that unless, you don't. It, unless it's relevant to the story. What you start is with the the you know uh, 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 fender bender that brings them okay. together. Because this um, is a comic book. This is a comic book. So you have to start with an action. Well, yeah. Really? You should. I mean, how many comic books have you opened where the splash panel is a bunch of spaceships flying around out of space? Well, Star Wars. It's like... Every issue issue of Star Trek was spaceships in outer space on the splash panel. That's not exciting in a comic book. That's like... You know, um, I tell the story in the book here that Gene Colan is there yeah, yeah. about um, Stan called for a car chase in an issue of uh, Daredevil. Yeah. And um, Gene, having just seen Bullet, wanted to do a really kick-ass car chase. So he did six pages of car Cars, chase. Cars, yeah. And it could have been done in one panel. It could have been done in one, two panels. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Um, but, um, you know, Stan chewed him out. Did he really? Oh, sure. Because he wasted six pages. He wasted six pages, and there's never any time to redraw. It's always up to the writer to, to fix it. To give the direction? To fix it. If the artist draws something like that, there's no time in the schedule to have it redrawn. All right, all right. So now the artist has to fix it. But the point is, no, you know, you've got limited real estate in a comic book yeah, story, whether yeah. you're doing a five-pager or a 24-pager or a 124-pager. Right. So, so use budget it your pages. Budget your, your space. Is that chapter two where it says reality, reality in the comic is, book is universe? Because building. you don't show six pages no. of a car chase? No. Uh, what do you it, mean by reality? Reality is um, the uni- your universe building. Okay. It's the uh, it's the world you create for your story or for your series. Okay. Um, you know, you have to know what world your, your character lives in. Is he living in So basically, yeah. we're going to go to the presumption when you talk about this book 
that you're creating your own stuff from scratch and you're not, not writing you're not writing a licensed right. character no, or an existing I also character. talk about that I say you okay. know if you well, are maybe I'm jumping ahead because because right working, now yeah, you, you can if you're creating your own universe right. from scratch you're the guy here's things to look at here's yes. things here's ways to approach it here's ways to think about it you know the biggest questions are are you know are, are what if you know that's a great question to, to ask yourself when you're starting any story what if you know, what if the kid gets bitten by a radioactive spider? Okay. What if, you know, uh, Bruce Wayne's parents got gunned down? And, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Out, you know. um, uh, so so what do you call that mechanism? Well, that's universe building. The what if is called a universe building? No, no, oh, the what if is, is just, you know, it's just part of your arsenal. What makes this different than a, well, you a want mailman it. walking down the street? It depends I mean, on the story. What's, it, what's, okay. I mean, you know. Well, no, I mean, do, do, I, I'm, uh, like again, I said I'm overwhelmed. Have you seen do you have to do like this is going to be a science fiction story? For sure, yeah. This is going to be a yeah. ghost story. You want to know if it's horror? So you want to know your genre? Should you, you write stuff that you know? Like if I'm a horror no. fan, no. should I write a horror comic? If I'm a science fiction fan, should I write a space? Adventure? No, I mean you know that, that whole write what you know. I think is, is yeah, that's what they say. Is a canard, a base canard, um, a false. Yeah, yeah. looking skeptical there. Um, you know, I've but we're never, talking about somebody who just start, started. I've, what was the first thing you wrote about? I, my very first, first comic. Book my story. very first comic book story was was a sword and sorcery. Uh, oh, the comic. It was a five-page story in sword and for, sorcery for scary tales. Oh, all right, because there was a book called Sword and Sorcery by DC. Yeah, no, I didn't write. It was a sword and sorcery genre. Yeah. So Charlton Comics. It was a horror story, right? Because that story. It was for a. Um, it was for one of the horror. I thought. Who, Charlton had 10,000 horror Yeah, I know they did, yeah. 10,000 romances. Was it Dr., what's his name? It was Scary Tales. It wasn't oh. Dr. Graves. Um, As we both take a spin break. Yes. So you wrote that, but what, okay, what made that so different? It didn't make, it wasn't different. It was, it was, it was a, a very... Atypical horror story. It was a story. very typical Charlton, you know, nineteen mid-1970s horror story. Um, I wrote... Stuff very typical of whatever genre or time right, so I've been working in for years. Until let's I just diagram that. that. Can you remember forty-five years ago the whole thing? I can't five remember pages. What I just ate. No, I'm saying it's five pages. Yes. How do you start it off? What's the action you start off with? Somebody at a graveyard. Somebody get buried. No, I started. I started with a guy riding into um, into town on a horse. A, oh, okay. A medieval, That's, yes, again, medieval time. Right. It, Not it was, very action oriented. No, it wasn't. But no. this was my first story. Okay. I mean, you know. I didn't. I wasn't born knowing this stuff. Yeah, I have taken forty. Well, you know, did, 45 you, you years were a comic book fan. I have read probably you know a million comic books prior to that time. I was, <laughs> okay, I was a fan. Thanks, guys. Um, yep. Take it easy. Thank you. Uh, I was. Um, uh, uh, I published fanzines with okay. Paul Levitz no, yeah, for years. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I have my I have my fan cred. You know. Yeah. A yeah. Bit of okay, a, but you're starting off with just a guy riding a horse into a town. Yeah. Then what happens? Then he gets approached by this old guy in the tavern who says, "My daughter's been taken hostage by the evil vampire up in the okay. Up in the, you know, if you save her, I'll reward you with much, you know, and she's very pretty." Okay, so there you go. That's right. the impetus. That's right. the dynamic. Right. That sends the hero on his quest. Right. So the hero. Goes and we're on. into the second page already. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You only I mean, got again, five. This is a five page. You got to be yeah quick. in and out. Yeah. All right. So. He goes. He, he climbs a mountain. He battles yep. a, a harpy. He you know he loses his sorry. He does this. He does that. Finally gets to the top. He he's and um, we're on what page finally, now? Four. Now we're on page four. Wow. So it's almost over. Yeah. Okay. And then so he gets to the then then he you know finally encounters the girl and yeah. and, um, and she grabs him and she's like a you know, bends his, she's the vampire and the father steps out of the shadows and goes yeah I just like playing this game it's a way to get her fed yeah and that was it the end. All right, that's pretty good. Twilight Zone, a little five pages. Yeah. That was it. it oh, Henry Twisted. It was all Twilight Zone twist ending yeah, yeah. in those days. Yeah, I was the Jack Olick of. Did you Tony give Tony. direction to the artist, sure. or he knew how to do it? Now, I wrote a full script. So you wrote all five pages. I wrote. You said this what happens here. Panel this what one, here. art description, caption, dialogue, and that's in this book effect. that tells the reader how they have to do. Do you have to do that? Uh, yes. Well. You can write Marvel style, which is plot just first, plot. followed That's, by dialogue. And when they or say Marvel style you, plot, what does that mean? I just give you two pages of like anywhere from a, anywhere a, a from broad a, overview. Look, Stan, you know, for 
for, for, for uh, FF number you know five, Stan yeah. may have said, you know, the FF meets the Submariner. Go and, to it. And that's it. Or it could be... Um, so it, was it ever that yeah, Oh, sure. When vague? Stan, when Stan was up to, you know, eight or ten or twelve books a month, you bet. There was no way he was writing full plots and die, you know. And the and the books were like twenty two pages each. They were right? twenty, yeah, I guess twenty twenty two. So 24. Kirby or Dicko has to go and go. Okay, sure. I got to take. They meet the Submariner and bring this out for twenty something pages. Right. So I'm going to draw. This just just scenes right. of characters right. looking at each but other, talking. Now again, going back to that Daredevil um, uh, six Daredevil. page chase scene. Oh, Gene that, Cullen. That yeah, Gene yeah, Cullen yeah, 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 right. If that had been a full script, Stan would have written that chase scene in one or two panels and right. been done with it. Right. When you do a full script, when you do a, a Marvel-style plot first, you leave yourself open to the artist interpreting it to do what the hell. So it pages. could have been. It, do you know what it was? Did he just give Gene a book and say, uh, "Daredevil chases a bad guy and ends up"? Whatever the story sorry. was, I think. As I record that broad, so so Gene goes and sees Bullet, and is all in love with the Steve McQueen movie. So he just draws cars, chasing six pages, six pages of, of cars, cars. cars. Nothing duller than watching a right. car chase in, in a, a comic. comic. Yeah. So at, that's why you write full script. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Do you know what issue that was? I want to go back and look at it. Not a fan, but um, and see how uh, you can dull Google it was. It. Yeah. yeah. I, I I Googled the interview. Uh, it was, I think, the Comics Journal interview. Gene talks about it. Uh, I uh, quote that. And he talks about Stan going off on him? Yeah. All right. All right. So going back to your book now. So we've already... Okay. Reality so in the comic book universe. You've established where plot is why. Right. Why what? All right. Why not a chicken? Okay. Why a duck? Um, Marks Brothers. I know. All right. You were just staring at me like... I'm just trying to sell the book now to Marks Brothers. You're right. Yeah. Good point. That's what focus on. Story is what... Plot is why. Story is what happens. No, plot is why. Right. Story is what happens. Yes. The plot is why it happens. The motivation. Right. I'm robbing the bank because I have to feed my six kids at home. Boy needs money. Boy robs bank. Boy blah. You know, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, That's what happens. Right. The boy robs bank because he needs the money to save his sick daughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an operation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's plot. That's why. Yeah. Again, you're the writer. Right. Do you tell the artist all this stuff, or he doesn't yes. need to know that? Yeah, you, you tell the artist as much as possible. You give the artist You as tell much him, oh, he's robbing a bank because he's got the sick mother you, at home who's on life yeah, support. Yeah. Well, why, why do they need that? Because they need to know what the character is thinking and why they're doing something so they can draw them properly. Really? For instance, like, okay, you, say you've got That sounds a, like a, an actor. That sounds like you're telling well, the actor, what's my motivation? Oh, the reason why you're beating up this guy is because you need to ma- raise money to well, help Well, you know, on the off chance that your artist can actually draw human expressions well, you want to make use of that. Do you know who the artist is going to be when you're not writing always. these comics? Not always. I would hand in scripts. and at that You time. had no idea? No, I, but this is back in the 80s. But would you over-direct? Uh, like, each panel, make sure the guy's face is scrunched up and looking yeah. angry? And yeah. You would say that, emote. Yeah. Happiness, remote fear. And when I would run into guys like Kurt Swan, who drew a lot of my Superman scripts and stuff in in the early 80s. He knew what he was doing. He knew what he was doing. I would say, I'm sorry for over-explaining in the scripts because I never know if it's going to be you or so-and-so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he goes, oh, it's okay, no problem. Yeah. But he didn't need that direction. He knew what he he was doing. He, Kurt Swan, geez. I mean, talk about a guy who could draw expressions. Wow. Um, uh, He was amazing. But... Um, but some, not everybody but, was Kurt Swan. But not everybody was Kurt Swan. And, you know, and when you're writing things like humor, yeah. uh, a humorous comic, forget it. Like, Why? you need to be so, because you don't, you can't rely on the artist to pull off the visual, to, to pull off the gag. You don't know who it's going to be. And even if they draw a lot of humor Is stuff. horror comics, I mean horror, humor comics really hard to write? Yeah, you got to rely heavily. Like a Bob on, Hope, Jerry Lewis comic? What are we you got to rely about? very heavily on the, um, on, on, on the expressions. Well, a lot of expression, but on the, the um, you know, dialogue. Because dialogue. you don't know, I mean, yeah, Bob Oxner drawing Jerry Lewis. I trust Bob Oxner to pull off a gag, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, but I don't trust, you know, Joe Schmo, who's been drawing for three weeks, so, you know. And you don't oh, I know. see books. Uh, let me tell yeah. you, I, you, you get to tell yeah. who's experiencing who's not. Because you just look at the panels and you go, yeah, yeah. it's pretty basic. Yeah. Yeah. So, um. But then you see guys, you know, there was um, uh, um, 
man, uh, I'm blanking it, Rick. Rick Feach? No, 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 no. Don't, don't try to help. Oh, okay. Just make it worse. Um, Rick Estrada. Okay. Rick Estrada was a very bare bones kind of, you know, basic artist. Um, uh, I mean, really good. He, yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He came from, uh, he was a Cuban uh, artist. He was um, actually um, sponsored by Ernest Hemingway. To, to come to this country really? in the 1930s, yeah, as a young man. Okay. Um, and, and Hemingway helped him get educated, and he uh, went right. on to become a, an elder in the Mormon church. Just a, okay. a lovely, lovely man, um, and also a really good artist. And he drew a few of my stories. I knew him from, you know, hanging around the bullpen in D.C. Yeah, yeah, yeah. in the 70s and 80s. And he drew a few of my, uh, like, weird war stories. And when I looked at them recently, and I always loved them. I always yeah, thought they yeah, were yeah. beautiful jobs. And when I looked at them recently, I saw... This guy cheated like crazy. What do you mean? He didn't draw, I mean, you know, a five-page story, there'd be maybe two full figures drawn in the whole story. He'd um, be shooting from the waist close up. Close-ups. Close-ups yeah, 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 and angles. hands and yeah. this and angles. And, and it's like uh, silhouettes and cheated like crazy. But, but it, worked. it worked. Yeah. You know, so I mean, yeah, so it style. wasn't cheating. Yeah, the but, style. But it was just like he was ripping through these, you know, these yeah. five-page weird war stories. It's like, you know, uh, get her done. So, but... You know, so some guys do amazing things even with the bare minimum. You know, I think we had this discussion before about editors. Yeah, but I don't want to get into that because I'm like, did the editor play a part in that? Well, editor, give direction. The editor does sometimes. I mean, I had editors who. But that's a different book. Yeah, though. that's a book. How they be an editor in college, Yes, which we don't want to do. We Are most editors writers? No. Um, most writers become editors. No. Um, well, I've seen a long thing. Jerry Conway, Roy Thomas, Len Wein, but. They always um, end up becoming that position. But I think if you did a... Stan Lee. You, you know, I, I question the whole Stan Lee editor. Okay, thing. well, I'm just, I'm just saying a, a lot of... Manager, there's a lot of writers that seem to yeah, eventually well, it, become it an editor. Yeah, it makes sense. There were also artists. It's yeah. a period in the, in the no, for a while where... Carmine. Um, well, Carmine was editorial director. He was never a, a hands-on okay. book editor. But um, there was... Uh, uh, Larry Hama and Russ yeah, Andrew. Yeah, Larry, and, yeah, Larry. Uh, um, you know, and... Is that like when an actor becomes a director? Yeah. Sometimes it's good because well, these they guys, know how to do this These other guys job. were. I mean, yeah. Larry was great. Larry's a very intuitive storyteller and, and he's an artist and a writer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, although he considers himself, a, a, you know, a, an artist foremost. But, yeah, yeah. Um, See, I always think of Hama as a writer. I don't think of him as an artist. Yeah, but, you know, how many issues of G.I. Joe and... and I, no, I just, when I think of yeah. Larry, I think, oh, it's a writer. Yeah. Yeah. So. You think of John Byrne as a writer or artist? I think of an uh, artist. I think of him as a storyteller. I think guys like that who can do both. Is just Walt Simonson. Walt's a storyteller. Really? He's an artist. Okay. He, they're artists and writers. Chaykin. Chaykin, absolutely. All right. Not everybody can do both. No. No. Um, and not all of them. And some try and fail and think they they can. Yeah. yeah. But we're not here to. Okay, so plot is why. Making a scene. Now, what is is that what we just talked about where you're given direction? Yeah, you're, you're building... You're, and in you're, this book, we're going to see examples where you actually show the yeah. typewritten script that you yeah. gave to said artists and right. said... And, and here's the result of, right. of that type script. It's, scenes are just making the scenes are are, play, uh, are just the the uh, the building blocks. You know, each yeah. scene is a building yeah. block. And it's all dependent on how you put the building blocks together to make the finished story. Again, all this is happening... In pages of a book, and are you like conscious when you're doing this? Okay, I'm halfway through the story. I got to get to this part. I, I mean, are there checkpoints along the way? Like, like this, we've established the guy. Here's the the action. Here's what's gonna the consequences of his action. Are, you, very, are you thinking all this? All I'm not time? consciously anymore. I mean, I've done about fourteen hundred things already. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's kind of like. But the first time out again, I'm saying this is the guys doing the how-to. Sure. In, in the very beginning, I used to do uh, thumbnails. I would do. Uh, I would draw a little. Do pages. people tend to overwrite when they first start out? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not saying like it's yeah. a 22 page book, but they give you like that Alan Moore, where he tells you what's the bookshelf and you know yeah. what how much dust is on the shelf. Yeah. But sometimes on a 22 page book, they give you 60 pages of script. Well, he yeah he was he was turning 100 page scripts for Swamp Thing yeah 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 um and, and that's a little know, crazy. Don't I you think, think that's insane. Over top. Yeah. Is, it, is a guy like that better off being a novel writer? I don't know. Well, I'm just saying, I mean, if you're that 
What's in those? I've never seen one of them. What's in those scripts? Um, I mean, if you're describing the scene, why even try? It's, also, it, it, it's describing the scene. It's setting a mood. It's being chatty. It was just this very weird amalgam of. of uh, but of would stuff. you say he's successful as a writer? Alan Moore, sure. I mean, you know, why? Why? Because he he knows how to tell a story that draws people. Well, out. do the artists know? Is it because he's telling the artist? It's like Stanley Kubrick. Because he turned a piece of crap story into a great movie? Well, here's my thing. It's like, uh, you know, Brian Bolland was, yes. was on the other day talking about, um, you know, people's He was on what? Uh, on Facebook. Oh, okay. Talking about um, people's reactions to uh, The Killing Joke, which he Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, that, and he sure. always threw people with Batman and the Joker. I never thought he killed the Joker. And people are like, it's right there in front of you. The title's called The Killing Beyond Joke. Beyond that. Really? Beyond that. Yeah. Um, um, you know, he's talking about how it's... If all things go well, on. he'll be a terrific on this year. Oh, good. I was going to ask you. I was, I was working on that before this whole virus yeah. thing started. I was going to ask you because I'd love to see him again. Yeah. But anyway. Good friends with your state. That's how it's going to yes, work. Yes, he is. That's, yes, he is. Knock on wood, everything happens. I don't so. know if it will, but I'm hoping. I hope so. Live in hope, die in despair. Anyway, on that negative note, Brian Boland the- talked about the killing right. joke. And, and Alan Moore wrote it. And Alan Moore wrote it. And I have long contended that if... You don't tell Brian how to tell a story. No. No, no, no. That's not it. Again, you anticipate questions, uh, answers I'm not... No, I'm very defensive of him because he's one of my favorite artists. I love Brian's stuff. That's why yeah, I like... Somebody says something was, about him, they don't know what you're was, talking he about. He was cover artist on Wonder Woman for oh, me for, for years. Says, yeah. and, 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 um, I liked his Camelot 3000 with Mike Barr. Yeah. That's where I first saw Sorry. So, um... um before I, Brian Boland. Brian Boland. Uh, and my contention yeah, Bolin, is son, so. that Brian Boland is the entire reason we remember the killing joke. Yeah, absolutely. If the killing, joke had, eyes, if the killing yeah. joke had been drawn by John Kalman or, or, or you know, Paul Reinman, we wouldn't be sitting here talking about Ron it. Randall. You don't know who Ron Randall is. I know who Ron Randall is. He's coming to the show. This I know. Year. I like Ron. He's a, he's a good right artist and a, and a nice guy. But no, it was... Brian, Don't put it next to me. Jeez, no. I, I mean, um, but no, it's Brian's artistic ability that made not, that story I, I become hate, a I, legendary I story. I hate that story. Do you hate that story? I hate that story. Why? I just think it's wrong. I just think it's, it's oh because of, they tell the origin of the Joker. I, uh, I I just think it's out of character. I think it's I for think who? For Batman. Um, what to kill him at the end? For Batman to have a good laugh with him. Oh. Um, that I, one I scene, he, that one scene ruins the whole thing for you. Yeah, the brutal, the brutalization of the, Barbara Gordon. Yeah, the, yeah. Uh, the, the baby the, dies. The, the, the mother. The, unnes- the unnecessary origin for a character who really we didn't need an origin. I have many reasons. Okay, um, but the artwork is gorgeous. The artwork is beautiful. Story you don't like, but I don't like a lot of stories. Okay, I don't like your story. I'm beginning to like it even less. All right, go ahead. So again. Is that under the category of making the scene? I don't know what. Did you ever talk to Brian? Did he ever say something like, "Oh, Alan told me how to draw this"? Read. Um, uh, Brian has a long post up uh, that he posted in the last few days. So okay, he, on I'll Facebook. go and read it. What is the gist of that? The gist of it is, you know, here's what Alan wanted to do. Hmm. Uh, Brian was approached to do the project. Yeah. Um, and uh, he he suggested Alan as the writer. Okay. And um, oh, really? Wasn't yeah. the other way around? No. Oh, I was surprised too. Yeah, um, it was after it was after Camelot, and, and the DC came to, to to Brian and said, "What do you want to do next?" And, yeah. uh, uh, he said, uh, uh, "What's next?" And DC said, "What do you want to do?" So um, anyway, and then he goes. He said, "I want to do a Batman story." He goes. He goes into the. He okay. wanted to do a Joker story. So he goes into it on that post. I, I, I'm not going to try no, to okay, represent but, And Watchmen had just come out, so they said, right. let's get that guy. No, he wanted specifically to work with Alan. Who oh, he well. Knew, who he knew from, you know. Judge Dredd or something. They, they, worked, they knew each other from, from the British comics. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, I don't know why we're talking about Brian. No, but Did we were talking about artwork book? and stuff. And people telling you what to do. And I said... Does a writer tell an well, artist too much to draw, like an yeah. instance, an Alan, artist, where it's over? An, an artist, an artist will, um, and and sh- should be to a certain extent free to ignore art directions oh, okay. if they can, if they think they can do it better. Well, in your book, do you do you talk about that? Like sometimes the guy doesn't follow what you tell him to do. Um, I don't specifically. Um, Is that a problem though? 
Well, I'm not talking about. I'm talking about the the process of writing the script, not what happens to it after. Oh, this. So, oh, so your book's not going to be about the collaborative effort. No, because sometimes just, they'll draw something you didn't think of or inspire you to come up with a better. Yeah, I, again, you know, it's uh, ever since I've gotten it to this form, it's yeah. like the final PDF ready to go to the printer. Right. Um, Maybe the sequel. I, I've thought of many things that I should have put included. In there as well. Yeah. Maybe there could be a sequel. To there it. be a revised edition. All right. But anyway. So stick to the, the plays the thing. Stick to the script. That's what. That's, that's, is that that's, what we're talking about? That's here? writing. The, that's the physical writing of the script. You know, the the here's how you do it. Um, I have tips here from uh, from uh, uh, letters from letterers. Yeah. Uh, Todd Klein wrote a uh, a special sidebar about how to prepare a script for lettering. Um, you know what to do. Do you have don't. to do a character count and stuff like that? No, 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 no. It's all about you know fonts, what fonts not to use, and the answer is don't use any. Just. You know, anyway. Really? Yeah. No, I'm serious. I mean, so like a serif, we'll get, I'll get technical use, about this. A sans serif and a serif, a sans serif would be matter. with this like a doesn't regular matter. comic script. Doesn't matter. Does not matter Why? what font you use because the art, the letterer has to change it into his font. Uh-huh. So you just use your font and if you want to have special effects on your lettering or your balloon, yeah, yeah, yeah. you indicate that. As an aside, in a direction, as like a in direction, parentheses, yeah. Instead of changing your fonts and stuff. So, it just, so that's, that's in here. We'll learn how that's done too. Yes. That's interesting. I didn't know that. I have spread throughout the book. I have um, uh, uh, little sidebars with advice from, again, this Todd stuff, but I also have um, advice from Pat Rousseau, Janice Chang, yeah. Tom DeFalco, Steve yeah. Irwin, Danny Fingeroff. Bob Greenberger, Rick Holberg, big Todd, editors, yeah. Todd Klein, Stuart Moore, Michael Avon Oman, Rick Parker, Clem Robbins, Alex Segura, Rick Stacy, and Darren Vincenza, uh, all industry pros who I who I know or have worked with. Right. Um, they're editors, writers, artists, um, all giving little you know bits little of advice, tips and tricks. little tips and tricks. Uh, accompanying can I ask you about the letter? Does the letter ever change the script that it gets? The letter. Uh, I, I have they ever altered or like? I would hope not. No, in your experience, you no, never had I've that happen. Never, like, I've never had I can't a, fit all those words in the balloon, so I'm going to chop it up a bit. Oh, they, they, oh, oh, chopping one balloon yeah. into two? No, that's. Oh no, just actually cutting dialogue. No, no, that they. That's a no-no. That, that you run through the editor or the writer. Sure. Oh wow. Sure. Has that ever happened though? I. To you, I'm saying. Not to me. The weirdest thing that ever happened to me in regards to lettering was back in the old days when. Yeah. We literally used to cut and paste yeah, pages yeah, yeah. together, you right. know, scissor them and tape them together. Yeah. Um, somehow, this um, uh, art direction I wrote wound up being lettered as a caption. No. Yeah. So it said Bob walked into the well, room. Well, it was like, you know, with a sigh, so-and-so looks yeah. at the slamming door. And it kind of like worked as a badly written caption, like an unnecessary <laughs> yeah. badly yeah, yeah, written yeah, yeah, caption. The letterer just missed it the or fall just, asleep? The, the way the, the thing had been taped together, it was kind of a little askew or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, the, the he, editor he didn't catch it. Part of the, the he thought it was part of the dialogue or a caption, and the, the editor didn't catch it, and it went to print that way. It's oh, a wow. Green, it's a Green Lantern... Uh, oh, it's uh, out there. You can see it. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a Green Lantern uh, core backup from, from uh, you know... Well, would that be under Chapter 7, be a pro or not? Well, be a pro. Because that's no. not a pro thing to do, which no. you said. No, that was just a mistake. The no, editor well, should have What do you mean by be a pro? It's act professional. It's it's um, you know um, I will I will just give a, a quick quote. The way I start the um, the way I start that is um, a journalist and madman Hunter S. Thompson famously said, "When the going gets weird, the weird turn pro." Author Erica Jung said, "I think professionalism is important, and professionalism means you get paid." Yeah, I say, yeah, yeah. "I never write for the money, but I do turn in the manuscript for the check." Right, it's great to be weird, but, but you got to pay the bills. You got to pay the bills. Be professional. Turn in your do what you do what you what what is expected of you. Do it on time. If you have a problem, don't wait until it's you know. What would be a problem? A problem is um, you get sick and you can't work, and you can't work for three days and you're going to be late. You're missing a deadline. You're missing a deadline. Don't wait until the deadline to say um, I'm I'm missing it. Let me know when. Let the editor know when you get sick. Does that happen? Sure. Really? Listen, uh, I had to fire Gil Kane. Yeah. Because he was sick and he didn't tell me. 
he just kept missing deadlines. And I, he left me with, I, I mean, I, I went to, like, you know, editorial administration. I said, you know, Gil Because, well, no, did you guys get paid once the book was done? Is that how it worked? Well, so, you got paid when you turned in your work, sure. No, but if you did your part, the story, you're done, you well, typed this it was, up, this was at the net- Gil. This was, this was my, uh, when I was an editor at DC Comics, oh, okay, which okay. I also did for 16 years. So I've not only written 1,400 stories. I've edited, you know, several hundred. No, but along, along the way, the process. So you write a story, you turn the story in, and you get your check at that point. Or are you on staff? Are you like salaried every week? Or no, I do you get paid by the word? I mean, how did it work? No, you get paid by the page and, and paid uh, the page. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Uh, that was. This wasn't something I wrote. This was something I was editing. Yeah. It was the life story of the Flash graphic novel. Yeah, yeah. No, no. But um, no, I was just curious. When yeah. you say be a pro, how does one? Well, again, how do you make a paycheck? Well, you you. you Turn in your work. Did on you time. have an agent? Is that in no. there too? Do you need that? No, you don't need an agent. In comics. Really? I thought that did you. you can't if you already one. have, no. I, there have been agents in comics, and I know people have them. But in my time, you know, back you then, you never had it. Was, were there other people that had agents? Yeah, there were a few people who were agented, but those were people who generally had you know other irons in the fire as well. Right. Right, like a Brad Meltzer. He's a novel writer. Right. Right. But even place. earlier, back in the you know back in the seventies and eighties, it's like you know. Mike Friedrich was an agent for a while. Oh, yeah? And Sharon Cho was an agent. Yeah. There are a few out there, but mostly, you know, not needed in the comic book. So this is coming out. You got to Kickstarter. So everything we talked about is more in-depth. How many pages is this? It's a 126-page book. 126-page with pictures. It's got... Step-by-step guidelines. Yes, indeed. Everything you want. Now, why... Everything you need to know. Well, you just said there were some things you left out. No, there is some things I left out. A purpose or just... no, no, no. It's just I, I you know, realized, um, you know, for instance, yeah. I was talking about um, uh, about uh, uh, you know characters and building characters and how you develop them. And all yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, it occurred to me this morning that I could because I, I saw something about uh, vigilante. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The character I wrote in the eighties, which ended in the fiftieth issue with vigilante killing himself. Killing himself, yeah. Because um, I had written myself into a corner with this character there was no place else to take him that's why you killed him yeah I mean where, what else am I going to do with this guy there's no more character to, wasn't the no, book no, no, no. getting cancelled no, or anything no 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 well you know it was sales were on the edge and so it's like well let's go out on our own terms on a bank yeah literally so um, I um, we, we did that story you know the, the suicide story but really the character had we had driven him to the edge. Yeah, you, you know, said. He had yeah. done. He had killed a cop. He had done this. He had done that. He was like there was no turning back for Adrian Chase. Right, right. So since the book was canceled, we figured, well, let's you know, let's Cancel take him. this to the logical conclusion. Yeah. Um, yeah so, but you know, that, so that would have been, I think, an interesting you know thing to write about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you can't do that all the time. Right? Yeah. Oh well, now it's become way more common. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, you were the first. I wasn't the first. No? No. There was a character that killed himself before? Oh, suicide? Jeez, I don't know. Well, hence the Suicide Squad, but yeah. not, yeah, not no, a heroic no. yeah. death. I think no, you were the I, first I, one. I, I don't recall anybody ever I, I don't know. taking their own yeah. life in a comic. I don't know. How'd they uh, get approved, by the way? It, was, uh, it wasn't a, a coded book. Not back then? No, we were mature. We were mature oh, mature readers. Yeah. yeah. Wow, look at you. Look at me killing the characters. Yeah. Also took care of Archie. Yeah, took him out too. Yeah. I always think of you as the, the hatchet guy. I am kind of. Doom Patrol killed all them too, didn't Doom, Killed Doom Patrol, I killed Archie. I killed, you killed uh, Aquaman's son. Aqua Baby, sure. Aqua Baby. Yeah. Which you still get hate mail about that, don't you? No, I get a lot of nasty looks. Yeah. Nobody writes anymore. Black they Manta call, killed. They write. That was harsh. I had that book as a kid. It was very sad. Jim Aparo cover, wasn't it? Yeah. She was yelling at him? Yeah. You killed your son, Yeah, that Adam. was just reprinted in the Death oh, of a Prince uh, um, hardcover oh. collection, yes. Nice. Death of a Prince. So anyway. Purple Rain. What do we do? How much do, money do you need to raise? What, what, what's um, the process? It's going to um, be on your page? Your Kickstarter. How do we find out where this Kickstarter Well, it is? will be on Kickstarter under yes. Paul Kupperberg's Illustrated Guide to Writing Comics. Right. Um, you can check me out on Facebook. Yeah. Uh, I will also have the all Twitter. the information. Uh, you can do me on the Twitter too. Yeah. Um, 
I will also have a uh, kind of press release and some interior nice. pages up on my website at paulkupperberg.com. Are you going to do any, uh, is the Kickstarter where they have like, when you reach a certain level or for a certain pledge or donate, I don't know what they call oh, they it. Got, um, do you uh, get like goals. something? Goals, stretch goals, stretch goals. goals. yeah. Yeah, uh, we haven't, uh, we're, we're still working on the whole reward okay. thing and, and nice. goals and stuff, but there will be, of course, the book and PDF yeah. and print yeah. version. Um, uh, we're going to do um, uh, uh, signed comics by me. Yeah. We're going to do yeah. uh, signed scripts. Uh, Anything uh, by Joe State, maybe? Um, possibly by me and Joe State. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, uh, we're going to do, uh, there's going to be a t-shirt. We're going to do a print, yeah. uh, print of the artwork that's used on the cover. Nice. Um, things like that. Um, now, where do you go next with this? If this does well, do you do a sequel where you say, things I forgot to tell well, you? I might... How to write a little more. I might... That's right. Writing more comics. Yeah. Just what you need. Before I forget. I don't know. I mean, it's pretty much a, a one-shot deal. You know, again, yeah, yeah, yeah. there are things I may go back and add in later and, and do another edition, you know, if I ever... Have you thought about doing Kickstarter of your own characters and books? Bringing your own comics. Uh, well, I have kind of sort of. I mean, you did the Charles Neal thing. Charles Neal yeah. comics. We've been doing that. Um, right. Um, yeah, I've been writing less comics lately. Ironically, uh, <laughs> the last job I, I did was a was a. a what about novels? No, seriously, what about novel writing? Do you see guys that do self publishing? Sure, I'm nowadays. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, through Crazy Eight Press. Yeah. Was uh, the the shorts thing? Was the Hitler? I, I have um, a couple of my books are. Um, a book of short stories called uh, In My Shorts. In my, but there was one yes, about it's called, Yeah, In My Shorts, Hitler's Bell Hops. And Hitler's Bell, yeah, 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 yeah. Is that uh, all like self-published? Like I yeah. can go and... Yep, you can go to printtoorder.com or yeah. Amazon and, and order them. Nice. Uh, I also have my uh, my mystery novel, uh, The Same Old Story, which is set in the comic industry in, in the early 50s. Um, uh, that's also available in, in self-published. Uh, and also on your, your web your and page. On my page, yeah. Right. So... Do you think that's Uh-oh, a great... I'm about to spread corona. No. Excuse me. Uh, <coughs> is I that covered like... my mouth with a napkin. He's lying. I'm a human being. I'm going to die from this. Is that really a good outlet for people? Because no. you, one can go, oh, I could self-publish my book tomorrow, but it doesn't mean you're actually going to be at Barnes & Noble selling on the shelves or Amazon. No, that does not mean that That means you're not a professional writer, or are you? Because you're making some money, but you're not making mass... Being a... Uh, being... Is, I'm just saying, is that Being good, a, is that good I, to do I, that? I define, a, I define a professional... Yes, it is good to do because... you got to start Because the you publishers aren't going to publish it. Really? It. Yeah, face it. It's like, oh, look, there's unless, people that are YouTube not, stars. Yeah, but that doesn't mean you're a TV star or a right. movie and, star. Right. What's her name who, who did that, you know, the, the, the Fifty Shades of, of Gruesome, you know, all oh, that yeah? crap. That started out as fan fiction. Did it? It's awful. It started out as Twilight fan fiction. Wait, it's Fifty Shades of Grey? Fifty Shades of Grey started out as Twilight fan. Twilight the Vampire movies? Yes. Oh, how the hell did that happen? Don't ask me. So anyway, so she's writing fan fiction. It gets picked up. By a publishing company? Yeah, Fifty Shades of Grey, which sold, you know, 150 yeah, million made movies out of it and stuff like that. Really? So this that was her first venture into writing and that's it? Yeah, she, she's a fanfic writer. Oh. It's not even her real name. Whatever. I don't know anything and about it, these stories. But anyway. anyway. So she's self-taught and all that jazz, too? No. Oh, because, okay. I mean, there, there's no teaching. I have no about, idea about it's awful. her history. The writing is terrible. Right. But you are not going to be that person. You may be, but chances are you're not Wow, that's, I had no idea. So, is there any other people you could point to like that that started... Because this, is, sure this is a whole new thing. They didn't have self-publishing back in the... Listen, I'm, I'm talking to this guy now who's, who's uh, pretty young in... in um, uh, pretty hot and young adult fiction okay um, why yeah. yeah and um you know it's like did he start like that too I, 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 I think so um you know i think he had like a heavy online presence stuff. there was a kid right here i think he was in connecticut a couple years ago this i'm gonna say it's arrogant or, he, or about dragons he was this yeah, young yeah, yeah, boy yeah, yeah. i remember he was like, he was like 15 year old. or 16 year old yeah he was writing the book series yeah. and then they optioned it for a movie and i don't think the movie did well at all yeah, no but he wrote like i, I I'm going to say three or four books. Right. But it was pretty popular. But I'm like, how does a kid that young... Some, it happened. Get you know, a some, contract or Because publisher. he wrote something that, you know, that, that hit a chord. Caught it on, can yeah. happen. Um, but chances are it's not going to. It doesn't happen to most of us professionals. So it's unlikely it's going to happen to most of you amateurs. However, 
what? Write your book. Tell how your would story. You, now, how would I get into the comics industry nowadays? If I, if I read the Paul book, read it, followed it, wrote my scripts based on, you know, the techniques that you outlaid here, how would I then give that to, do I give it to an editor? Because you, you can't give it to writers because I do think legally they're not allowed to I look at stuff. I won't look at No, I don't think you can because then well, I can come back and sue you and say, hey, that's my idea. Is well, that the scary part of it? They don't want to look no, at No, that's it? the excuse part of it. We no, don't why, want to, I, so no. that's not true? It is true. I don't want to read your stuff, A, because it's probably very bad. Yeah. And B, because if I, if, if in 10 years you come back to me and go, oh, that's the idea I showed yeah, you. Yeah, I guess. Well, so I get I, that. I get uh, that. But how, do, how does one break into the industry? Um, you start publishing. You self-publish. You do a web comic. You, 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 yeah. you do a print-on-demand comic. You go to conventions. You sell yeah, it. Yeah. You, you, make sure you shove it in people's faces. You send it to editors. You, you and you uh, hope that the big ones will see hope. you, or what, what you don't need the big ones anymore. Listen, you know, back in my uh, back in my day when yeah. I was your boy, there was oh, only look, two people: Marvel. Two, and D- well, there was Charlton. You started Marvel, Charlton. There was DC. There was Charlton. There was uh, Gold Key. Archie Dell. There was Archie yeah. Dell. Right. Um, but back then, it was um, a, a whole different world. I mean, I, Why? you know, well, as a fan, I could go up to DC Comics and hang out. What do you mean? I could like go up to DC Comics to and do hang what? out. Just sit there and talk to people. Why would they let a stranger off the street? Because streets? I because I was a fanboy. I, I Did you a, work there? No, I was I was a, a fanzine publisher. And I and I was you up there gathering information. How old are you at this point? Uh a sixteen, seventeen. So they would let a sixteen year old kid yeah, me and Lovitz would, just would, walk into their office. We'd wander around. What was in there? Well, guys at typewriters? Yeah. Drawing boards? DC Comics uh, then, well, I don't know what the uh, what the Burbank, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah but no, Hollywood seriously. Was, but DC Comics has always looked like a, a an insurance company with like really cool shit on the walls. Yeah, it was. Well, guys in shirts and ties. Yeah, well, back then, Julie Schwartz and Murray Boltonoff. Yeah. You know about you, know, you had to wear a shirt and tie. You didn't have to, but they did. I mean, you know, we started coming in in our t-shirts and. Yeah, you were the guys, the young punks. Yeah. No, so it, you just I'm mind boggled by this because yeah. I've worked in an office. I wouldn't let some kid just walk in. Look, in 1975, we used to go... Um, did you bother the people? Yeah. And if they did, if, if we did, they said, go away. Or Sal Harrison would yell, stop bothering the editors and get out of here. Um, they didn't did, did mind you just walking. Did you talk to we them? Walked or you just everywhere. looked at them like a zoo? No, no, no. It's like if we had something to well, say. Who was the artist there? Was Carmine drawing? or um, No, yeah, Neil would be sitting Neil there. Neil Adams. Uh, is yeah. sitting at a drawing table, yeah. and you're just sitting there watching. In a short sleeve white shirt and a tie, and Murphy Anderson is sitting there in a shirt and tie and drawing, and and anybody could they could have been you know Gardner uh, Fox. You know, writers didn't tend to you know hang out. Oh, so just the artists are in the office mostly, yeah. And they're just drawing stories. They're they're working. They're doing corrections. And you can and you're watching. Them. And I'm sitting there. It's and, amazing. Yeah, we're, to we're sitting there talking to Murphy or or, or really? whatever. Um, great story. They're told to me by Bob. By uh, did they come in and punch a clock like a factory no, 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 guy? No, 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 no. They were just—they were, just, were delivering stuff. They would be doing art corrections or finishing up. Yeah. Before they handed in the jobs, they'd get the check and you know, you pick right, up the right, check right. a little early. Yeah, 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 like an ad agency. Right. Exactly. So you just—it was just they were hanging out and, and you know socializing sometimes. And that's how you got a job there. Well, my Paul Levitz and I used to publish fans. Yeah, the comics we reader one called the Comic Reader. Yeah. That uh, was pretty pretty big. It, yeah. it led to Paul getting a job as um, Joe Orlando's assistant editor, mm-hmm. and um, and uh, eventually, you know, editor editor. And, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Um, and I was an aspiring writer. Yeah. And um, my first pitches were again. I was trying to sell to you know Gold Key and Charlton and Dell and those guys because I thought DC was out of reach. And then one day, after I had sold a few things Charlton. to Charlton, yeah. Um, uh, Denny O'Neill called me and said, uh, Levitz recommended you. He said, I got a 10-page World of Krypton story I need for Superman family. That was your first That was my first, job? my first DC job. It was drawn by Marshall Rogers. Oh, really? Who was also a newbie in those days. Oh, no kidding. And uh, Frank Springer, inappropriately. Frank Springer, it. yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. But, you know, so it was kind of easier in those days. Yeah. Because it was just kind of, there was access. And to how it. old were you at that point? Nin- uh, 19. 19, 20, yeah. 
Really? Yeah, I was still in college. Wow, that's amazing. I quit, col- I quit college when my creative writing teacher, a published novelist, asked me how he could get into the comic business. The teacher's asking you how to get teacher's asking my, my creative writing. A, a published novelist is asking me. Did it pay well? <laughs> Charlton was five bucks a page. Uh, is that DC, a lot? What year is it, 73? 75. 75. Um, and and uh, how many pages? It's a 20-page book, so you get $100? Yeah. How long did it take you to write a story? Back then? Longer than it should have. A day? It depends on the length of the story. A five-pager could take a day. Uh, 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 all right, wait, all right. No, no. But so, DC paid 15 a page. 15. But they're not all 20-page stories, right? Yeah. I didn't write a 20-page story for years. Okay, so you write a 10-page story at $15 an hour. So you get $150. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you do this how many times a week? Just worry. Like, I'm wondering how much money you're making. Um, that the guy wants a break in from college... Where he's got tenure, I suppose. Oh, have a day job. Yeah. No, oh, this is something you did on the side? Did you, were you working two jobs? No, well, yeah, kind of. I mean, I was like, you know, selling electronics at Lafayette. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah so you could support Russia. yourself in New no, York City. I was City. living at home. Oh, okay. No. okay. In 76, I went on staff at D.C. Um, I think I was getting thirteen five a year. I was assistant to the $13,000 a year. 13500 And you lived in New York City? I li- well, I lived in, in my par- with my parents in Brooklyn. So. All right. So you commuted? Yeah. That is, you could live in Brooklyn for $200,000. No. No. That's just amazing. That's all. How much would the artist get? Depend on the artist. Oh, I think, 30, I think rate? 35 40 a page. Really? Days? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. About what they're paying now. Yeah, I know. That, days, didn't, yeah. that hasn't changed much. No. Oh, man. You know, it's like... I, I get offers for things. It's like, yeah, Seriously? shit, okay, whatever. You know, can you PayPal it to me? But when did they really start getting the crazy money? Like the eighties, right? Well, that's when the royalties and, and yeah, all that. once that kicked yeah. in. I mean, Chris Claremont's buying a private jet. Uh, it's oh. a small plane. You know, whatever. It's a plane. Yeah, yeah. you couldn't and do that, that on one hundred and fifty dollars. And it was for his mother. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, look, you know, there are guys who, who made a lot of money uh, uh, in those days. So, yeah. You know. And the guys who were smart with their money, or you know. Now, did everybody stay writing as a comic for a career, or they just did Some, it as a passage? Jerry Conway left comics and went off to TV write the TV for. Well, you know, was that the whole end game? You're like, oh look, I'm gonna move on to. I never. TV I, writing. I never. You know, I never longed to write TV or movies. Um, or I'm, novel. I'm, I'm a I'm a novelist. I'm a frustrated novelist. Is that what most of the artists writers did? They became novelists. Know. Did they all have a book? No, I don't think so. I've, I've talked to um, the, uh, Christopher Priest. The, yeah, Chris the, Priest. Um, or AKA? Jim Owsley. Jim Owsley. Um, I, Has uh, he written novels? Yes. Oh, really? Yes, he's written... Uh, I, when I was on staff at DC in, in licensed publishing, I was editing a, a trilogy of Green Lantern novels. And I know you from the 70s because that was the novel I got in trouble in Catholic Oh, the school. Spider-Man. Uh, the campaign crime campaign. Can't crime number campaign. nine. Kingpin yeah. on the cover. That's right. The Bob Marvel, Marvel novel series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah. grabbed it out of my hands and yelled at me. And I said, but sister, look, it's all prose. There's no photo. There's no artwork in it. So I got away with that stuff. Yeah. That's when I, they were doing a series of Marv Wolfman wrote and Captain America. And no, Marv wrote FF. Uh, uh, somebody America wrote a was, was number uh, five and it had the red skull on the cover. Is that De Silva? Sil- Frank De Silva? No. <laughs> no. Yes, the guy who played Ben Franklin. <laughs> um, no, no, but I, I you, you wrote one? I wrote and, two. Um, I wrote number nine and, and number, number 11. 11. But. Um, I would say Jim. Jim Is Jim Mooney a writer? No. Oh, he made me, but he didn't write any of that. No, first, oh, Mooney. Yeah. Jim Mooney, no. He was an artist. Um. Marv wrote one. You wrote one. Len, Rick Meyer wrote one. Rick, Rick who wrote Meyer. number three, "Cry the Beast" or yeah. something. Um, uh, Len Wein wrote. Uh, Len Wein maybe wrote he half. wrote the one I'm thinking. Uh, of. I uh, have them at home. There okay. was uh, uh, there was an anthology of short stories with Jim Shooter and Marty Pasco and a few other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, they were fun books. Um, now, did those pay better? Pocket books was the guy. I got uh, yeah, pocket books. I got two grand a piece for those. Really, fifty fifty thousand words each. Yeah. It's a lot better than a dollar comic book script. I guess, but it takes a lot more. Two thousand dollars. Of course, you know, I didn't. I didn't have a lot of time to write them. You were writing for Marvel, though. I was writing for pocket books. 
Oh, did it make a difference? Uh, no, I was. You uh, weren't considered a Marvel guy since you were. No, you were, I was. Were you at DC while you were writing these? I, I was freelance. I, I oh, was, all right. I was, you know, on my own, and it wasn't a comic book, so I could have written. Like even when I went back to staff on DC in the early eighties, did you have health insurance and benefits and all that? Uh, no, it's like Blue Cross and Blue Shield was like a few bucks a month in those days. That's it. Yeah, back in the old days, yeah. I mean, it was like you know, we lived in a much better place. Oh, uh, <laughs> no, yeah. On some, on some days. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, it was just so. Anyway, but nowadays, you know, you can't even find out DC's phone number. Yeah. Much less, you know, walk into the office. Much less walk into the office, and we just, you know, so. So what did that all? Just gotta get your. What did that all? The eighties. It started changing in the eighties. People started getting nuttier. Well, they started getting nuttier, and then we had. Oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. And then we had the, um, you know, New York started getting weird. Well, you know, like nineteen ninety. What was it? Six or four? The the first. uh, uh, Oh, the attack on the trade center. Yeah. Ninety three. Yeah, ninety three. So that was kind of got people clenched, and then two thousand and one sealed it. Yeah. But you know. I remember in the seventies we used to wander um, under Rockefeller seventy uh, five Rock Rockefeller Center yeah. in, in Midtown Manhattan, right. which is where DC was located in the seventies when I started there. There's this whole concourse, this whole mini city. You can it's shops and restaurants, oh, yeah, yeah, and, you know, yeah, yeah, the, the, yeah, yeah. the skating yeah. rink and the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and you there guys are, would hang out down there. We would hang out down there, but you could just go into the stairwells of any building. And we would like go in there. Oh, and, they're you know, all connected and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. You could, you could walk. I can get from Grand Central Station to to uh, seventy five Rock, rock with, yeah. with only being on the surface for two blocks. Yeah. Really? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Work the network. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Between Grand Central's tunnels and 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 the uh, and, and the Rockefeller Center tunnels. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, they're but all closed off now. Now they're all locked up. But we used to just wander and we no sit, sit in the stairwell and smoke dope and you know hang out there and, and you uh, can literally go from. Grand Central, all the way down to thirty, all the way up to a thirty-five rock, underground, except for like just one, pop up in Times Square, like one, and maybe switch. No, over. no, no. You go from forty, forty-second um, Vanderbilt. No, there's a tunnel that goes back to, at the other end and gets out at Forty-sixth Street. Oh yeah, Forty-sixth and Park. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. And there's all shops under there. No, that's just that was just a tunnel. Tunnels. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. No homeless dudes were living in there. Right no, it was a rush hour. You know, you just really. Oh, so just, people would be going back and forth to the absolutely. train. What? You, you're like no, because I didn't City. know there was tunnels there. I always <laughs> walked above ground. I didn't know you can go underneath. You get lost if you didn't know where you were going. <laughs> that is so weird. And that all closed off in the '80s or so. Well, the access to the individual buildings, those tunnels and the and the concourse is still open. You know, the yeah. underground, but. You can't go into any stairwell and up, you know, no, into any building. But we just used to wander all over the place. Wow. We'd go to Old Times. What's that? Old Times was a um, was, was a, a bad um, a restaurant. That oh. Had, uh, it was a, a buffet. Uh, a bad buffet, but it, it had um, waitresses in, in short, you know, 1880s, uh, you know. 1880s? Yeah, old-fashioned costumes. Yeah, old times. Oh, like the St. Pauli girl or something? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. So, Where was that? Underground. It was that, down there in the concourse. Oh, is it either like what street or what avenue or whatever? It's not there anymore. I don't. Oh, it's not there anymore. I, oh, I don't okay. know. I, I I wouldn't know where it correlated with. Was with, the automat the still there? I sure. I remember going to that as a kid. We had. Where you DC, picked your sandwiches DC, and then yeah, DC had out. a uh, Christmas party there in the really? uh, in the nineties. Just it was still there. In the yeah, 90s? the last one on Forty Second Street by by Grand Central. Yeah, I remember going there. The, no, I grew up as a kid. going in there. As a kid, you know. Yeah, my mom would take me. There was like a big deal. Like, oh my god, you could press a button, Jello would come out. Like, yeah. oh, it's like living in the future. Yeah, you go to the guy, you get. Well, in my right. days it was quarters, but yeah. When my dad was a kid, it was like you know you get a handful of nickels, you get change, and then you you get your pie. It was crazy, pie. wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they have anything we, like we, that we, now. We People look, would get disease and die. We lost. We, we lost a little something with you know. Yeah. With with time, but hey, yeah. it moves on. I tell my kids about that. They go, "What?" I go, "You would just press a button. Yeah. Food would be and come in a conveyor belt sometimes." Yeah. Yeah. They're like what? Yeah. My mom was just talking about that the other day. She asked Yankee me. Yankee bean soup. She said, "Do you remember? Remember going to the automat?" Yeah, I remember Schraff's. I remember the automat. Schraff's was, Schraff's was another restaurant uh, thing. It was. Uh, oh, just like that? Well, no, it wasn't like that. It was. It was a sit-down place, but. 
Um, there were chains that they were all over the city, and they were you know good quality, hmm. meet, you know decent price. I remember uh, you go to like, do you know what Grants is? Grants was a department store. Yeah, yeah. Like Kresge's. Yeah. And they would have, what I assume, like the luncheonette counter mm-hmm. in the middle of the store. So you'd go to yes. like a Woolco or a Woolworths and you'd be doing your shopping, but there's a section of it where there was food. And you'd go over and get a turkey sa- a yeah. hot, oh, The open-faced turkey sandwich was what I would always yeah. get with my grandmother. It would be two slices yeah. of bread with a slab, almost like what you had. What I had for it. Yeah. <laughs> with the turkey, gravy, a little dollop of stuffing. And they'd give it to you. That was a sandwich. An yeah. Open-faced turkey sandwich. Yes. No, I remember when, when we'd go to Macy's in, uh, in downtown Brooklyn yeah. uh, when I was a kid. And did they was, have a luncheonette thing in there? Oh, yeah, sure. Macy's had one? Yeah. Every department store did. They had departments. Yeah, there was a yeah, yeah. Department. Women's department. Yeah, yeah. There was yeah. A this department. Everything, you know. Yeah, yeah. Hence the word. Yeah. Department. Um, so it was, uh, yeah. But I'm sure... I'm sure this is... I'm no, I know. Listen, I, I, yeah, how many yeah, people yeah. listen to this? Scott Martin does. That's about it. Oh, that's he just it. puts it on a repeat oh, and waits for the next hey, one. Hey, Scott, how you doing? See? Uh, no, I'm just curious. <laughs> I'll edit that out, but I just like that. So. Anyway, yeah, no, I do too. I think it's, it's but, fascinating. Oh, it's amazing. And uh, I can, so everybody was hanging out down there? Like yeah. the staff? Well, I mean, you know, they would be doing... Len Ween would be hanging out down at the... Yeah, Glenn would be there, Marv, um, uh, Carrie Bates. Um, oh, yeah, Carrie Bates, yeah. You know, whoever, Elliot... Um, that's amazing to me. Yeah, I like having those stories more. Would Neil Adams be down there too? Neil would be around sometimes. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking of I, I've written one memoir, which is the dark side of my my childhood. But does it have the adventures in the underground? No, the, that's I'm thinking of doing a, a second book, uh, which deals with the uh, with the more fun side of things, like yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. those See, experiences yeah. in comics, yeah. but. Uh, Anyway, so by the time they hear this, which is coming out tomorrow, wait, today's Thursday? I'll put it out tomorrow. So you have a whole week to get ready for that's the right. Kickstarter. March Make- 19th, that's our that's our intended launch date. But, uh, you know, keep checking in on me on Facebook and Twitter. And March 19th is com- Thursday. <clears throat> March 20th is Friday. Trust me, I was going to do a convention next week. I know exactly what date it is. Well, I think we're... Wait, all right. Well, Paul's checking now. All right, I'm going to... Uh, March 20th would be Friday. Uh, I'm, it's not so much the date as it is the... Uh, well, I want to make sure people are jumping on board. I'd say, oh, a week from today, the 19th. Okay, so yeah, Thursday so we, the 19th. Yeah. Oh, okay, so it is next Thursday. Thursday the 19th, that is Tomorrow our, is your favorite day, Friday the 13th. I am not... How much more worse can it get right now? That's what I'm thinking. I Fortunately, I'm not at all superstitious. So, no. uh, oh my God, a black cat! Uh, here. You're supposed to throw that over your shoulder. Yeah, I know. Last time I did that, I gave the guy a concussion. Oh, nice. All right, well, I'm going to wrap it up. Say goodbye to all the ships at sea. Good night, Gracie. There you go. This has been a production of Big Fedora Marketing, LLC. The folks that bring you the terrific Comic-Con, GamerCon, and so much more. Thanks for listening.